Where've you been? Oh, hello, everyone. We're back. I've waited over a month to say this. Happy Halloween! If you're wondering what the new reboot's all about, we've got a new logo, we've got a new theme tune, we're going to have a new structure of the show. We're going to stick around the paranormal. I've missed you guys, by the way. I hope you've missed me too. And if you haven't, that's perfectly understandable. So what we're going to do is we're going to go straight into the paranormal. But I've got a few announcements to make first. Number one. No more will there be a sermon on a Sunday. This is a one-off because it's Halloween. The new day for We Need to Talk About Ghosts is a Monday. Yes, or if you're German, Montag. Yes, and we're also going to have a new section where we're going to have Becca as a regular feature on the show because I've went through all of the comments and feedback from the last incarnation, yes, good word, of the show, and I can see that she's very popular amongst some people. So she's there. We're also going to keep some things that people liked of the show, the old show, which is, for example, singing Patreon's names. People tend to like that. You don't get that on every other show, so we're going to keep that in. But what are we going to talk about on today's paranormal adventure? Well, we're going to have everything from a man who's bought, allegedly, the most haunted cottage in the UK, KK, to a load of terrifying titillation tales. And we also have a little regular feature at the start of the show now where I'm going to review a paranormal item or object or thing and tell you what I think about it. So we're going to do that shortly. But firstly and foremostly, I do need to say thank you to our new Patreons who bothered to sign up in between the break in the shows, which is very good of them because nothing was going out really. So big thank you to those guys and we're going to do it in the time on a tradition of song. Now, because we've had quite a few, we're going to do everyone up to the 6th of October, and next week we'll do everybody else. So in today's show, we'd like to thank Aaron Daniels, Bernadette Wingate, Rebecca, Cameron Griffin, Alex May, Sarah Gula, Carl Klingenspor, and Miranda Cummings. Okay? Now try and fit all them in a song, Kev. Don't mind if I do, Kev. The guitar is well and truly out. Blow the dust off. And here we go. One, two, three... Aaron Daniels, Bernadette Wingate Rebecca Cameron Griffin Alex May Sarah Gula Carl Klingenspor Not to forget Miranda Cummins too Ended it on a seventh Still, we're going to keep some things traditional So, if you want to become a Patreon and get two extra shows each and every week, go over to patreon.com forward slash we need to talk about ghosts. And of course, I butcher your name with a guitar. Now, we're going to jump right into the paranormal and we're going to start with a new feature where I look at something and review it to do with the paranormal sphere. It's yet to be named this feature, but I'm going to review something right now. Okay, the first thing I'm going to review is the book Deliverance which is a new book, and it's um, it's out by the Reverend James Bray. Now, he is a deliverance minister for the Anglican Church, in the UK, anyway. And basically, it's the equivalent of if you're a Catholic and you've got a ghost in your house and you phone the priest and say, please come round and do an exorcism or at least cleanse the house. He does that for the Anglican faith. And it's a really good book, I must admit. One thing, oh, by the way, it's available on Audible, Amazon, Waterstones, Barnes and Noble, wherever you get it, it's new out. It's out in the last month or so. I got it on Audible, and the audiobook's read by him, and it's really well done. Chapter through chapter, he explains a lot about how he got into it, what you can expect during a deliverance from an Anglican minister, and it's very good. It's a good listen or a good read, I imagine so too. But what is striking about it is that he never really gets to something where you go, ah, that's paranormal. But at the same time, he's very accepting of things being paranormal. He's got a belief system running throughout that poltergeists 
he can't do anything with because it's all caused by your brain. But that's all I'll say. I won't mention any more on it. I would recommend that if anyone's looking for a paranormal thing to do or read or watch, etc., etc., go and seek out Deliverance by Reverend James Bray. Also to say, this isn't paid for, by the way. No one's got in touch and say, can you please plug this? This is just genuine things I'm going to review in this segment that I, as a paranormal enthusiast, have happened to come across and thought maybe you would find interest in them too. So there you go. This week's recommendation, Deliverance. A good recommendation, because they're not always going to be good, you know, I don't think. But this time, two thumbs up for the Reverend James Bray and his book, Deliverance. Go check it out. Okay, so I'm back with Becca on the new show. Hello, Becca. Hello. How are you? I'm good, thank you. Thank you for having me. How are you? I'm very well, thank you very much. Now, you're going to have your own section of the show all to yourself, aren't you? I know, it's very exciting. It's coming up later. It's mm-hmm. Becca's Reddit's Paranormal Corner. Yes. And um, I can't wait for you to do that bit later. <laughs> good. Um, so, Keeping Paranormal, because that's a theme, you've found an article for this episode, because you're not going to be on in this part every week. No. But it's Halloween today. Yes, so as a special occasion, I I saw something paranormal and thought I would bring it to you. Brilliant. Okay. So, fire it away. Okay, so what we have here is an article in The Guardian, The Guardian newspaper, UK newspaper, um, and it's about a man whose experience is, I own England's most haunted cottage. Says he? Says he. Not the Guinness Book of Records or anything? Um, No, says he. Okay, well then let's find out all about this guy. Let's. In 1999, I was in my mid-40s and had just escaped from my stressful and joyless career as a management consultant. I needed a project. I loved small period buildings and decided to throw my energy into restoring one. I started combing through auction catalogues in search of a place. Having failed to win a number of London houses that didn't inspire me much anyway, I cast the net wider. My father would often give me advice over the phone. He persuaded me to focus on Derbyshire, a country my family, uh, sorry, a county my family has a strong connection to, mm. and helped me identify what my ideal house would be like. Stone-built, south-facing garden with at least two bedrooms and a workshop. Is he looking to live there? Or is he looking to sell it on? Is it a fixer-upper because he thinks he's some sort of magnet of the of the? Uh... He's just looking to do it up. Maybe he was going to resell it. I don't know. Shall mm. we see? Let's let yes. Let's see. Let's see. One night, we'd just finished a long conversation about this elusive dream home when Dad, a healthy 75-year-old, had a heart attack. Not that healthy. He died instantly. Do you mind? Now I feel fucking bad. As you should. Maybe you should stop interjecting. Sorry, ghost man's dad. I didn't look at any more auction catalogues until after the funeral. When I did, I spotted Lowe's Cottage straight away. Located in the Derbyshire Dales village of Upper Mayfield, it was built late in the 18th century by a stonemason who needed a home with a workshop. It seemed exactly like the place my father had described. Very good. I drove out to view it the day before the auction. The cottage which approached over the ominously titled Hanging Bridge oh. and Gallows Tree Lane. I wonder what took place there. Hmm. Hmm. The house itself was named after a nearby Iron Age burial mound. Perhaps I should have felt a sense of fore- foreboding, especially when the agent wouldn't let me use my video camera inside the house. Suspicious. But the cottage had everything I'd been looking for, with the added attraction of bewitching Peak District views. I was delighted by it. The following day, I turned up at the auction to find a camera crew present and a tangible buzz in the room. The hammer came down after I'd bid £6,000 over the guide price. I'd barely had time to process the fact that I'd won, before I was ushered into an anteroom full of reporters. A microphone was thrust towards me and someone asked, 
How does it feel to have bought England's most haunted cottage? As if he didn't know at that point. As if. As if he's gone through the whole auction process and turned up and there's a camera crew. No. I had no idea of the house's reputation. Whatever. There was no hint of it in the description, but I was quickly brought up to speed. A couple, Andrew and Josie Smith, who had brought Lowe's Cottage in 1994, had filed a lawsuit against the previous owners for not telling them the property was haunted. Didn't go very far, that lawsuit, I imagine. The Smiths claimed they had been driven out by a number of manifestations, including something they described as a creeping presence, like a mist that appeared and thickened into fog. They spoke of sudden pockets of cold, damp patches on the walls, and objects inexplicably moving. Their claims were backed up by a vicar who investigated the cottage and said he found a pungent odour that moved around and a wall that seemed to weep when he placed his hand on it. Interesting. It was reported to be the first case relying on the existence of supernatural forces since the Middle Ages, but the judge gave the Smith's claim short shrift. Obviously. During my first night in Lowe's cottage, I started to have some sympathy for my predecessors. My collie, Sion, was uneasy entering the house and found it hard to settle. Lights switched on and off, there were sudden changes in temperature, and my TV would turn itself on. Mm. There were further incidents. I was visited by reporters who experienced problems with tape cameras or recorders. I remember the agents who had forbidden filming when I first visited, and when mysterious patches of glistening moisture started forming on walls, I recalled the vicar's description of a weeping wall. Mm. Or damp. It felt almost as if Lowe's Cottage had a personality and was testing me in some way. The place seemed capable of changing moods, though I never had any sense of a malignant entity. I later got to meet the Smiths and found them to be solid and authentic people. Fair play. After a while, Sion seemed to make peace with the house, and the perplexing incident stopped. I spent a happy four years at the cottage before renting it out. Only one of the tenants has reported anything unusual. In the months after the auction, some people told me the house would be a blessing to me, and they were right. In spite of its notoriety, I'm very grateful to Lowe's Cottage. Seemingly prophesied by my father, it acted as a pivot between an unhappy time in my life and my more fulfilling existence, restoring period properties. Okay, well what I hear from that is, I'm actually very blessed to have this house, which I'm charging extortionate rent for and paying off my mortgage thrice over. What a blessing! Because I think he might be one of these people who think that there's some sort of Wolf of Wall Street because they rent out a property. That's what I'm thinking. What I thought was interesting about it is usually with these haunted houses, it's quite unusual with a haunted house story to have a happy ending, Mm. isn't it? Well, he's basically saying it kind of all settled down. The dog was happy there, he was happy there, and it just kind of resolved itself. Yeah, that is, it's a good point, actually. But this whole thing of like, oh, and when I turned up at the first viewing, there was camera crews present, and I was like, what? Rubbing my eyes in disbelief. That's a load of nonsense. Well, why was he lie about that bit? Because otherwise, he's trying to say, I bought it because I know it's a bit of a haunting hotspot. I mean, like when he's saying, when I was doing interviews with the press, I was like, well, why were you doing interviews with the press if he just wasn't interested in the haunting part of it? I mean, it's a dead interesting story, the fact that he's clearly born to a haunted place. Hmm. That's by like Gallows Lane, Hangman's Road, <laughs> Executioner's Courtyard and things yeah. like that. But um, some of it doesn't sew into a normal narrative for me. See, the fact he says one of the tenants... As reports anything unusual. I don't think he's renting out with like a holiday cottage. I think he's like renting it landlord style. Yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah, yeah. Landlord style. But even so, just because one reports it doesn't mean that the others haven't. Yeah, that's true. Do you know, yeah. and also he says tenants. Now we've been here eight years. Yeah, but that's quite unusual. It's not unusual. Well, I mean it's not that unusual, but it's also flat. very common that 
people have quite a high turnover of tenants. Yeah, that's true. But I wonder if it's down to actual spook behaviour. And also, why would the dog get used to the ghost? Oh, my God, it's a ghost. Oh, it's all right. A year in. Well, that's it, isn't it? Because you said it didn't feel like a negative presence. So, I don't know, maybe... Maybe they just, because it was a nice presence, they'll just learn to live together in harmony. But then that would go against the whole idea of it being Britain's most haunted cottage. Why it can be haunted by a nice ghost? That sounds like an awful haunting. <laughs> if you ever suggest, if you ever rent that place, let's go. I'll say no. And that, yeah, and I said, what's wrong? Why, why have ghosts got to be angry and evil? Why can't they just be like nice and chill? Because nice like... and chill ones are boring. <laughs> Imagine waking up well, every day and like they'd made your breakfast. Yeah, like, yeah oh. exactly. Imagine if they did like like the opposite and good things, like they made the house nice and warm for when you got up and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the um, they carved the winning lottery numbers into your head instead of six six six. Into your head. Well, that's worth six six six. Do you know normally. what nice means? No, apparently not. <laughs> I'm talking about carving into people's heads for God's sake. Okay, no, they just like write it in condensation on the window, so no damage done, but you still get to know. <laughs> yeah, as long as we win the lottery and nobody dies. Yeah. Okay, Becca, well, thank you for joining us for this little segment. You are welcome. Thank you for having me on our first relaunch. Relaunch show. And um, I'm cutting us short there because I'm being very conscious of making sure things don't turn into a mad ramble. Smart. We can have fun, we can ramble a bit, but we need to circle around the paranormal. Smart. Hence the show. Let's zip it then. So before we carry on and talk about loads of nonsensical stuff, I'm going to ask you kindly to go away. <laughs> you are going to be asked to be nicer than that. I am, I am. And I'm coming off with that week on, week out at Reddit Corner. I know, yeah. Well, you're coming back for Reddit Corner in a bit anyway. Yeah. So we'll see you then. Okay, thanks. Bye-bye. Bye now. See you soon. Now we're back with some listener ghost stories, which is the essence of the show. So don't forget, if you're sat on a listener ghost story, being a listener and having a ghost story, then send it in to contact at talkaboutghosts.com. I then read it out, you then listen, and that's how the show lives and breathes. So our first one of the new incarnation of the show, the grace of that goes to Yasmin. And she writes, hi Kev, hi. Hi Becca. And the neighbour's cat, meow. My name is Yasmin. You may use my name if you decide to read this for the podcast. Again, I still, even in the new life, I should learn to read these first. But thank you, Yasmin. I'm 19 and I'm from Arizona in the States. I'm a relatively new listener and have listened to the whole of your back catalogue now and I love it. Why, thank you. I have two relatively short stories for you. My personal experiences have been recent, within the past month recent. But I'll start with my first introduction to the paranormal. So this is Yasmin's story. I don't have, or don't remember, any paranormal incidents before this. About two years ago now, I was over at my best friend's house, which they have since moved from. I'd skip school to go over, so it was about noon. We were sitting on the couch talking, no TV or music on, just our voices, when all of a sudden, a trash bag full of donation items on a chair in the kitchen, right next to us, falls off with a loud bang. We stop talking, perk up and look in the direction of the kitchen. The chair and bag weren't next to the window, door or anything that wind or air could have blown off to hit the bag and knock it off the chair. It was off to the side against a wall. The bag had been sitting there for about two days with no one bothering it. She picked it up and placed it back on the chair, and we sat back down on the couch and continued talking. Could it have been something totally random and explainable, or something paranormal? You should know that they had many paranormal experiences in that house, believing it to be a grandparent that had passed away 
a year before. Wow. Great story, that. I, again, around this time of year, towards the autumn, towards the winter, things do start to happen in this house, in this flat even. And we're about to move houses, so we'll see if it continues. But recently, we've heard most nights now, something moving in the kitchen. The other night, as in two nights ago, it was a packet of hall soothers that fell from top of the cupboard to the kitchen floor. And me, Becca, and the neighbour's cat all like perked up and went, what was that? And the neighbour's cat always thinks it's a mouse. And obviously on this occasion it wasn't. It was a ghost with a bad throat, apparently. But yeah, so I'll have to keep you informed. But Yasmin, that was your introduction to the paranormal. So let's see what happened now you are familiar with the paranormal. Now, for my personal experience on my own. It's important to note that these all happened in the middle of the day. This was about a week ago now. I've never really experienced much on my own. But since listening to your podcast, I've tried to open my mind up to the paranormal. Not letting my first thought when something strange happens be, oh, it's just one of those things. But contemplating the thought that maybe it was something else. I work at a grocery store, and every day when I get home, I take the rings that I wore that day off and place them in a bowl with the rest of my rings, which is inside a drawer. Then later, I'll just be looking out for something in my room or just walking about, and one of those rings that I'll have worn that day will be on top of the drawer or on the floor right in front of the drawer, when I know I'd place them in the bowl. My room has a carpet, and it's difficult to see stuff in it, but somehow my eyes would draw immediately to a ring on the floor. Seeing as it's nothing too crazy, I just pick them up and put them back in the bowl. The thought that it could be my little four-year-old brother did cross my mind. He likes to do random things. But one day after the ring incident happened again, I was laying in my bed watching TV when a crate I have fell. This crate is up on a shelf in my closet. Inside that crate is a fabric box and some things inside of that. Now, the crate does hang over the edge of the shelf, but barely. And to add to that, the crate had been up on that shelf and untouched for months. So it's not like something inside had gotten moved around or it came off balance or anything like that. I felt a tiny ounce of fear, but I mostly felt excitement. I paused my show and just stared intently at the crate for about three minutes before resuming my show. It took me about two hours to work up the guts to go to my closet and push the crate back up. My little brother couldn't have done that. My last recent possible paranormal experience was yesterday. I was off work, doing laundry and cleaning my room. I'd been sweeping the floors so I had the hallway light on. After I'd gone to the bathroom, I swear I shut off the hallway light. Then I grabbed my hamper and went to our washer in the backyard room. When I came back in, the hallway light was on again. It's really important to note that I have kind of a bad memory, like really bad. So maybe I turned it back on and forgot. Or maybe I never turned it off and just thought I did. Either way, I'll never know and it will always be just one of those things. If it is a ghost or spirit, I haven't sensed anything evil or any bad vibes. More just playful and silly. And hopefully, it stays that way. Thank you for reading my stories. I love the podcast and the dark paranormal as well. Thank you. I plan on becoming a Patreon soon. Ah, oh, bless you. I think 
you'll find it funny that it took me two months of episodes to figure out who the neighbour's cat was. Lol. If I remember or experience anything else, I'll send it in. Yasmin. Why, thank you, Yasmin. Yes, there's a lot of confusion around the neighbour's cat. Let me just say this sentence and hopefully we'll all understand once and for all. We live in an apartment block where we're not allowed pets. However, the neighbour... The neighbour is very naughty and ignores that rule. And therefore, they, not us, they, have a pet cat. However, it spends a lot of time in here. Now let's all read between the lines a bit. And always refer to it as the neighbour's cat. We'll see if it comes with us when we move. I have a sneaking suspicion it might. But that's the gist. But thank you once more, Yasmin, for sending your stories in. It's great when you guys send it in. It's your show at the end of the day. It doesn't exist without you sending the content. So please keep doing it. Send it to contact at talkaboutghosts.com. And don't sit on the story. Also, moving forward, it's important that you all know we're probably not going to do any Zoom interviews again. Um, The reason for that, loads of issues with Zoom. And it's just, it's more consistent for me to keep reading them out. So if you very kindly sent me an email to say, I'd like to do a Zoom call, please instead just write your story down and send it in. I promise you it'll be read out. And I promise I'm going to buy a pop stand so that I don't keep going puh, puh, puh into the microphone. I've picked up on a few of them too. Don't you worry about it. Also, let me know what you got up to for Halloween. It's Halloween today as I record this. Right now. Right here, right now. And so far, Becca has surprised me by dressing up the neighbour's cat as a witch. The neighbours won't be impressed, as we've established. And also giving me a surprise hamper full of my favourite sweeties. Those pictures are on Instagram. You can go and find us over there. Just search for the show name. And tonight... If you listen to the old show, you'll know this is the one night of a year where Becca concedes to watch a horror film or a ghost film. So I've yet to decide which one we're going to watch. And we're going to watch it and eat a big pizza, a deep pan pizza that we get once a year from a local thing. So let me know what you get up to on Halloween or indeed, as it will have passed by the time you hear this, what you got up to for Halloween. I'll be very interested to know. Of course, it's also important to say, as I said at the start, The show no longer airs on a Sunday. This is a one-off because it's Halloween. The new day for the show will be Monday. Let's all get that into our heads. Monday. Monday sermon nowadays. Yes. And what we're going to do now, because we're all about the new, there's a new section of the show, and I'm going to bring Becca back in. We're going to do it now. It's going to be Becca's Reddit Paranormal Corner. So, as I'm sure everyone will be delighted to hear, the wonderful Becca. Hello, Becca. Hello now has her own weekly part on the show. Imagine. I know. And we will be doing that weekly part right now. And it's going to be called Becca's Reddit Corner or Becca's Paranormal Reddit Corner. I thought it was Reddit Corner with Becca. Well, yes, it can be that too. And um, we're basically, I'm going to find a story on Reddit, which is paranormal because we're sticking to paranormality on the show, of course. Mm -hmm. You're going to read it out. We're going to discuss it. Does that sound good? Sounds fine. Yeah. Amazing. So you've heard the new intro intro music for the show. Yes. And do you like it? I do. Yeah, yeah, I really like it. It's good. It's fun. It's energetic. Yeah, I'm into it. I like it. Okay. I like all the things like that too. Hooray. Now, would you like to hear your new music for your segments? Because I'll give you your own music for this segment. Yes. You would? I would. Of course, I would. I'm excited. So you should See be. See my intro music. Yes. Like a, like a wrestler. Yeah, exactly. This is like your wrestling intro music. And it's as just as energetic and rocky and punky as the intro music, okay? Excellent. Here we go. Ladies and gentlemen, now it is time for Paranormal Reddit Corner with Becca. What do you think of that then? 
Brock? Can you hear me rolling my eyes? Yes, I can. Well, I can see you rolling your eyes. Nothing wrong with that. Why That's... have you done that voice? Because you're... It's like, it's like a cartoon vampire's voice. Why <laughs> have you done that? It actually wasn't meant to be. It was actually meant to be... Um... Hello! Like, no, it's so rubbish. No, it's not. It's meant to be... It's not meant to be a vampire. It's meant to be like a butler. Like a very educated person. Cause you're Hello! Mo- like, no. Well, no, but you're you're posher than me and more educated, so you should have a... I'm not posher. I am more educated. But, oh. Well, therefore, you, you warrant that intro. <sighs> it's not... Okay, whatever. Well, but do you want to do your own intro? What do you mean? Well, you'll have to have a think. Think about... Well, I can't how... play an instrument. Well, I can play the keyboard, but I don't write music. You can probably play the flute, can't you? But you can play the flute. You're one of them the people who can play the flute. I'm not or you can play Smoke on the Water on one string. How many more times do I need to say I can play the keyboard? Okay. Well... Maybe we'll have you doing your own intro, or maybe you can just say an intro. Maybe. I mean, it just seems a bit soft, that intro. Like, you've got such a good, punchy intro, and then, and then this came on. <laughs> like, you hear, like, oh. Okay. Well, that's, well, it's tough titty. That's your intro music. And, you know, most people don't have that intro music. That wouldn't give me If I was coming into a wrestling ring or a boxing ring to that, <laughs> I would like, right, come on, guys, it's Reddit Corner. Yeah, yeah, let's do this. Hello. Yeah. Like, oh. Well, that's you. That's your music, and you should be happy with it. Most people don't have it, Becca. There are kids out there on the street with no intro music. They'll Send never it have to intro them, music. Then. Well, okay then. So when I said to you that we're going to have you on on a weekly basis to do your own paranormal section of Reddit, mm-hmm. um, you found something interesting that you, which surprised me, that you brought something. You know, I thought I was going to do all the work here. But yes. you found something interesting, didn't you? I did. Yeah, I did find something interesting. Um, so before you say to- anything. I was just going to say to manage your expectations, okay. this will not necessarily be a weekly thing. You still definitely need to be putting in the work. Oh, yeah. No, I'll give you the stories to yeah. read each week. But you have found something yourself, haven't you? I have, the, yeah. But then I'll pass you the story to read. So please tell everyone, including myself, what you found out prior to me asking you to read a story. Okay. Well, this isn't a story, such, so it's not going to be the normal Reddit corner with Becca. Mm-hmm. Um, but it is just something I thought was quite interesting. Okay. Okay. So there's... um. A, a chain or a sub called Life Pro Tips. Okay? okay. And this Life Pro Tip is, if you think you've seen a ghost, always open a window. Now, right. your mind might be jumping to go in a certain direction here, but let's just see. So, it says, now, first of all, I'm not a paranormal skeptic, so don't come at me for giving this tip. Just something that might save a life. Oh, save, save a life. life. Yeah. It says, apparently, a common side effect of carbon monoxide poisoning is hallucinations. Oh, okay. So it could be that if you don't have a carbon monoxide alarm, you might be experiencing carbon monoxide poisoning. That's why you should always open a window after a suspected paranormal sighting. That's so interesting. And then someone later on comments that um, this might explain why there was such a proliferation of alleged ghost sightings in Victorian times. Because they use gas lamps. That is amazing. Isn't it? That is so interesting. And also, it could actually save a life. So there you go. Yeah, it is really interesting that I thought. Yeah. Um, it's highlighted that if we ever live anywhere which has gas, we need to invest in a carbon monoxide alarm. Yeah. Which wasn't something I would have considered. Of course. probably need to. And also, it means if I see a ghost, which is highly likely, then we need to make sure I'm not hallucinating. Yeah. I mean, obviously, <laughs> carbon monoxide poisoning is like really deadly, isn't it? Like it's... Yeah, yeah. Like, First symptom of it is coughing, so. by the way. So it looks like you're already down for the for the knacker's yard. Quick, open a window. So now I've just passed you the phone, which has a Reddit mm-hmm. story on there. It's taken from the subreddit r slash Ouija. Oh. Yes, which is all obviously about the board, the game, the Ouija board. 
So if you just want to lean a little bit closer to the microphone for us and regale the Reddit story. Welcome to Reddit Corner with Becca. Oh, okay. Well, maybe we'll go with that, but come. Let's begin. The title here is Ouija Story. My wife said that when her and her friends tried this game, I'll call it Kathy's Basement, on a sleep overnight, they at first got zero results. But as the evening progressed, things started to get weird. They started to smell a sickening odour, which she described as a cross between a dead animal and sulphur. Then the candles suddenly went out, and they all heard the sound of hooves on the basement floor along with demonic growls. All three girls ran upstairs screaming and freaked out. Now this is where things get downright sad, though. Kathy, within two years, had some horrible things happen to her. She lost her baby son to an accident with a phone cord. Jesus! Then her brother died in a fiery car accident. And finally, Kathy and her father died in a house fire. Authorities found her in the very basement that they had played the game in. True story, and I'll tell you this old man would never play with Ouija board. Why did you choose that? That's horrendous. Well... Like I should have said this at the start, I don't read these stories. I read the first line and the last line and the topic and go, yeah, that must be a Ouija board. So if the first line says, this is a terrifying story, and the last line says, and they'll never do it again, which exactly is what happens there, I I pass it to you when you read it. I don't know about terrifying, like awful. Yeah, well, quite. But, you know, there's never going to be anything good coming from a Ouija board story, is it? Yeah, but Jesus, tonight... I know, that's a bit like harsh. Like, the entire family died. Like, a baby son died, and then a brother died, and then both she and her father. That's three generations. Can I just... Hold on. Who's, who's meant to be telling this story, then? Where's the Hair story? Wipe. So, so this guy is telling a story about his wife's friend, Kathy. Right. So his wife and Kathy played this game. Apparently his wife got his away wife scot-free. Scot free. Yeah, yeah. Bloody hell. I mean, all the stuff in that is absolutely harrowing. I'm still not 100% settled with describing a car accident as fiery. You know? Yeah, yeah, I know. That's quite descriptive, but uh, and obviously, uh, you know, the mind doesn't even want to go down the path of the child. God bless it. But um, I know. Um, and then so not only was it a fiery car accident, but then Kathy and her father died in a house fire. Yeah, in the basement where the game was played. I mean, also, it's the, I don't believe that story. I'll be honest, right? Because also, it's the sort of insinuation within there that we have to just accept as tacit, which I'm not taking. So, like. Where they say, died in the basement. They were found in the basement where the game was played. Saying it like that implies something else has precipitated them to go into the basement. Do you know what I mean? To do with the game. No, it doesn't. Yeah, it no, does. it doesn't. It just means that when they go back to that basement, bad things happen. And, what, and they stayed there. That's what I mean. It's not like they... Well, no, they obviously live in the house, don't they? So yeah, and then once went to the other, do you fancy coming down to the basement and just sitting there till the house burns no, down around No, you could be us? down the basement for any number of reasons. Name one. To play pool. Now they've got a pool table. It's like snooker. A lot of places in the US have a snooker table in the basement. They don't have a snooker. I bet a snooker table's table. nine foot long. Well, a pool table. Well, okay, two. fair enough. Um, yeah, no, that's that. That's a harrowing story. That it is a harrowing um, story. But so, why do we think, given that there was a couple of them playing this game, though, why mm. is there a link between the bad things that happened to Kathy and the game, and no one else is like, is everyone else just fine? They all played this game. Why does it pick on Kathy for? Maybe it was Kathy's suggestion. Maybe it was Kathy because it was Kathy's house. Interesting where they say about the smell of sulfur because I don't know how evolved your occult knowledge is. I know it's very, very good. But are you aware of the alleged smell of sulfur around demonic activity? No, I don't think so. Okay, well, that's for future reference. 
the smell of sulfur apparently is um, indicative of demonic presences because right. sulfur is apparently the smell of hell. Right. Okay. And the sound of hooves obviously running around, that's obviously meant to be the devil. Why the is dev- it obviously meant to be the devil? Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, this is the thing. I don't Could know- it not be the four horsemen of the apocalypse? It could be, but they'd be on like Shetland ponies if they're all in the basement. Four of them running around a pool table. But um, a snooker table probably if they're on horses, to be fair, because it's bigger. But the point of it being, why would the devil... I wonder why the devil... I know the devil's always been associated with a goat, which would hence hooves. Mm. Because a goat was big in paganism, and therefore when it crossed over to Christianity, they demonised the goat. Mm-hmm. Um, but surely the devil himself would be like, these hooves are fucking useless. I should just... I'm going to give myself feet. Human feet. Maybe and I'm going to be better. Like, well, when that's you what see, I'm saying. That's what I'm yeah, saying. Yeah, well, when yeah. you see, like, some of the goats, you know, on, like, the big, um, the Orm in Landodno. The big mountain in Landodno. Or the big hill in Landodno. The, the Orm. Yeah, but saying the Orm in Landodno, no one knows what an Orm is. <laughs> well, that's Fucking what it's called. The Orm. I'm sorry for giving it its correct name. Yeah, but... The no, hill. I, I guarantee like, you people... You'll be people from Landodno with pitchforks, so you're calling it a hill. I, I would have a guess that people, like, in Australia, when you say, you know, the Orm in Landodno, it could be a nightclub. Anyway, it's a hill. Go on. Anyway, um, but yeah, when you see the sheep and the goats up there, they wouldn't be able to do what they do with human feet. Like, you really need... Yeah, but then the implication is that the devil himself goes, like, steep rock climbing. It's got Um, a text there, is that the devil himself? I think you'll find my feet are fine, thank you. Yeah, no, but it's just, uh, they're just probably more handy, aren't they? Yes, so there you go. If, if there's one thing we've learned from today's... We've got to get up and down hell frequently, so it's probably quite steep. Yeah, it's a good point. Maybe that's why he's got hooves. Mm. Anyway, so there you go. Thank you, Becca, for uh, part one You're of welcome. Paranormal Reddit Corner with Becca. Mm-hmm. Is there any way you'd like to sign this off? Have a think on it for next time, maybe. Bye! Yeah, definitely <laughs> have a think on it for next time. Definitely that Well, one. there you go, Becca. So uh, I look forward to this being a weekly occurrence. Tatty bye, Becca. Well, as Becca heads off into the sunset, so shall we. I hope you enjoy the rest of your Halloween festival. Yes, because it's a festival now. And we will speak to you again a week on Monday for the second episode of the new format. I hope you've enjoyed it as much as I've enjoyed doing it. I've got my love for it back. You know, less ramble, more paranormal, but still with a comedy theme throughout. Hopefully so. That's the idea. Don't forget, if you want to hear more of this, but much more ramble, then you can go to Patreon and sign up there, patreon.com forward slash we need to talk about ghosts. Send your stories in as ever to contact at talkaboutghosts.com. And in the meantime and in between time, take care of yourselves and each other. Copyright Cavustus 2021. Okay, guys, I love you all. Tatty bye.